Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 429 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, we're going to be continuing what's going to actually be a three-part. This is going to be part two. We are putting together the ultimate team of New York Ranger players who were only in New York for one or two seasons, starting with 1994 and working all the way up to current day. Anybody from 1994 to current day is eligible, with just a few exceptions, but we'll get into all that in just a second here. Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And as I was just talking about a second ago, part two of a three-parter here, putting together the ultimate team of one- and two-year New York Rangers. We already covered the defensemen and the goalies. That was back in episode number 423. You can check that out if you would like. But today, we're going to get into the top six forwards here. And as far as some ground rules, we covered these back in episode 423, but we could have some new listeners here. So uh, we're basically, when I select these players... We are dealing with the version of this player that played for the Rangers during this individual's one or two year stint with the New York Ranger team. For the most part, we will slightly take into consideration different accomplishments that they had at other stops along their career, you know, other places that they played, other accolades that they won with other teams. But for the most part, we are talking about the version of the player that we got when this individual was with the Rangers, like I said, for either one or two seasons. And like I said, we already covered the defensemen and the goalies. So let's just jump right into the forwards here, beginning with what I'm going to consider the top line, once again, of this ultimate team of one and two-year New York Ranger players. And we'll start at center. And the center is going to be Michael Nylander. He's something of a forgotten Ranger, even on this podcast. You know, we've done 400 and let's see, 429 episodes here. And I haven't really ever talked about him all that much. And obviously part of the reason for that is the very simple fact that he was only on the Rangers for two years. And, you know, they were decent seasons for the Rangers, but I don't know that they were really bonafide cup contenders in either of those two years. Maybe the second one a little bit. Um, But again, you know, somebody that's kind of a forgotten Ranger doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. And somebody who I think a lot of us, myself included, tend to forget just how good he really was on the New York Rangers. And it was kind of out of nowhere because he was something of a journeyman. Uh, Nylander played 920 career NHL regular season games. And I don't think he ever had a better two-year stretch in his entire career than the two years that he spent with the New York Rangers. And He had been in the NHL for 13 years, 13 years before he came to the Rangers. So to see him play better than he ever had at any point in his career was very impressive. Uh, Before the Rangers, just again, a total journeyman. He just randomly kind of came to the Rangers the one year, the year after the strike, uh, the strike season that, of course, canceled the entire season. But 13 years in the NHL, played with the Whalers, the Flames, the Lightning, the Blackhawks, the Capitals, and the Bruins. But when he was at the Rangers, kind of just took his game to another level despite getting a little bit older, very consistent. He was the top line center on the Rangers for the two seasons that he spent here. And he pretty much spent the entirety of his Ranger career uh, on a line centering Yaramir Yager and Marty Ruchinsky. They rarely, if ever, broke up that top line. And those three guys really clicked together. Obviously, it was helped a little bit by Yaramir Yager just basically becoming a human cheat code out there. Of course, he had the one season where he had 123 points. But 
you know, it's kind of similar to the Ryan Strom, Artemi Panarin situation. There's people that will tell me, oh, well, you know, Ryan Strom, his numbers are only up because he's out there with Artemi Panarin. I mean, you guys have all heard this argument being Ranger fans. And yes, Strom benefits from playing with Panarin, much in the same way that I'm sure Michael Nylander benefited from playing with Yaramir Yager. But something to keep in mind here is that Yager was kind of, I don't want to say he was like left for dead by NHL fans, but the general belief was that Yager was kind of winding down. He was on the back nine. He was still a good player, but no longer an elite player. And who was his center the year that he ended up with 123 points? Well, that would be Michael Nylander. And I'll make the same argument for Nylander that I always make for Strom. It takes two to tango out there. And, uh, you know, clearly Nylander pulled his weight back then, just like Ryan Strom uh, pulls his weight now. Yes, they benefit from playing with superstars, but they're getting the job done out there themselves. And, you know, I do have a soft spot for that New York Ranger team back in 2005-2006. That was the first season that Nylander spent with the Rangers because it had been a long time since the Rangers had been in the playoffs. Going into that season, that team was expected to do absolutely nothing. I can remember, uh, you know, power rankings, some some kind of hockey magazine. I, I'll, I'll never remember which magazine it was. It was just too long ago. But they had the Rangers ranked dead last out of 30 teams in the NHL, and they greatly overachieved. Michael Nylander was a huge, huge part of that. And... He was a playoff performer as well for the Rangers. 14 career Stanley Cup playoff games in New York, six goals and eight assists in that time. So yeah, Michael Nylander, again, somebody that I think people really kind of tend to forget just how good he really was when he was on the New York Rangers. But we got to keep it moving here and we'll stay on the first line here, the top line. We're going to go to the wing, the left wing to be specific. You know, I mentioned Michael Nylander, obviously. He's the first player that we've talked about here today. And there's somebody, somebody else that I also mentioned just very briefly a second ago. And again, something of a forgotten Ranger, but somebody that was Michael Nylander's teammate and somebody that for the purposes of this exercise here, this ultimate one and two year Ranger players, we are not going to break these guys up. We are going to put Marty Ruchinski right there on the left wing on the top line of this uh, ultimate one and two year Ranger roster here. And we're going to keep him with Michael Nylander, especially when you consider all the success that those two had together. And it's interesting with Ruchinski because he had three separate one-year stints with the Rangers. I mean, that's, I don't know if that's some kind of a record, a Ranger record. It could be. I would have to do some serious research there to know for sure. But three separate stints with the Rangers that all lasted only one season. And for the purposes of this exercise, we're going to go with the version of Marty Ruchinski that was here in his third and final stint with the New York Rangers. That was, of course, 2005-2006 when he played on the aforementioned line uh, along with Michael Nylander and Yermir Yager, those three guys really leading the charge for the Rangers and uh, helping them get into the playoffs that season. They were absolutely outstanding. And, you know, when you think of the Rangers, the 2005-2006 Rangers, again, the first thing that comes to your mind, probably Yermir Yager with the 123 points, but it's not like Ruchinski and Nylander were dead weight out there. They really did a great job for this team. Uh, Ruchinski was a point-per-game player in 2005-2006. He scored 16 goals, picked up 39 assists in 52 games, uh, a speedy player, added kind of a speed dimension to that top line, and somebody who gelled pretty seamlessly with Nylander and Yager. And Ruchinski, by this point, once again, somebody who had been in the NHL for a long time, uh, more than a decade, in fact, when he came back to the Rangers for the third and final time. But this season, 2005-2006, just the second time and also the last time that he was a point-per-game player in the NHL. And the other one, the other time Ruchinski pulled that off, was all the way back in 1995-1996 when he did it with the Montreal Canadiens. So it was a decade prior to this. And again, Ruchinski, just another kind of resurgent, out-of-nowhere, uh, strong player for the Rangers during this season. And I should also clear up one other thing here. It's a ground rule that I forgot to mention at the top of the show here. But 
we are obviously doing just players that spend one or two years on the Rangers, but if they came in two separate stints and if a player had uh, a one-year stint here or a two-year stint there, then they are eligible. We can go with that player, and that's what we're doing with Marty Ruchinski here. So even though he spent a total of three separate seasons with the Rangers, uh, they were all in one-year stints, all three of them. So uh, he is eligible, and he definitely makes this list. And it's funny because we had Jason Strudwick on the show a while back, and he might make another appearance at some point in this offseason. I'm really looking forward to that if we can get Strud back on the show. Um, but he talked about that team, that 2005-2006 team, and those guys basically rallied around the idea of being, you know, this team of castaways and rejects and just random players thrown together, and they had a good season that year, and it kind of paved the way for the Rangers to um, become a perennial playoff team in the years that followed that. So it's a team that I have a soft spot for. I think like a lot of you guys, I was dying for some New York Ranger playoff hockey. We hadn't had it in, what was it, eight years? So yeah, Marty Ruchinski, once again, big, big part of that. And it was just fun to see this this random collection of players uh, bring the Rangers at least back to relevancy. I don't know if they were necessarily cup contenders at that time, but at least get them back to the point where it's like, you can take this team a little bit seriously. It was nice to get back to that point. And a uh, fun fact about Marty Ruchinski, we'll, we'll end with this. Uh, he was the last remaining player that ever played for the Quebec Nordiques. He was the last one to retire. So just kind of a random little piece of trivia there for you guys. And we will round out this first line and keep this thing rolling, this team of ultimate New York Ranger players in just a second here. Again, guys that just were on the team for one or two seasons. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse just so happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And so, yeah, like I said, we're just going to kind of keep this thing moving right along here. And we're going to round out the first line. Again, we've got Michael Nylander at center. We've got Marty Ruchinski at left wing. At right wing, we're going to go with Pat Verbeek. And, 
you know, with, with Verbeek, it's somebody that I'm not as familiar with as a lot of the other players on this list because, you know, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, I do remember the Rangers winning the 1994 Stanley Cup. I The memories are a little bit fuzzy. I don't remember every little thing that happened as I was watching it because I was seven years old at the time. So when Pat Verbeek was on the Rangers in 1994-95 as well as 1995-1996, I wasn't yet at the point where I was absolutely glued to my TV for every single Ranger game. I mean, I watched some games, but you know how it is when you're that age. You know, your attention span tends to not be the longest, and so I would probably get into some other things and uh, you know, not necessarily lock into every single second of every single game. But with Verbeek, obviously, he got here just a little bit too late. He missed the Stanley Cup run in 1994. Uh, he did end up winning a Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars in 1999, a few seasons later. But he was obviously a very solid player when he was with the New York Rangers. Came over from the Hartford Whalers in the middle of the 1994-1995 season. Scored 10 goals and had 5 assists in 19 games with the Rangers that year. Added another four goals and six assists in 10 playoff games. So obviously getting it done in the postseason as well. Uh, but the Rangers that season in their bid to repeat as cup champions bounced by the Flyers in the second round. And then in 1995, big, big season for Pat Verbeek. Uh, one of the best in his NHL career, really. This was his second and final season with the Rangers. He tied for his second highest point total ever with 82 points, had 41 goals and 41 assists in 69 regular season games. Then in the playoffs, another 11 playoff games and another three goals and six assists. But once again, the Rangers uh, did not make it very far. I believe they were knocked out in the second round that season. I could be wrong. It was either the first or second round. I have to double check that. But bottom line, uh, not really another serious bid to get to the uh, Stanley Cup finals and ultimately win another cup. But Verbeek, again, darn good player. I don't have a as many memories of him as I do some other New York Rangers on this roster. But I do remember Verbeek and obviously heck of a contributor to the team, especially in his second season, his only full season with the New York Rangers. And here's another fun fact. I found this out uh, just before hitting record here, actually. But Ray Ferraro was on this same New York Ranger team, and he had the nickname the Big Ball of Hate. And so Glenn Healy bestowed upon Pat Verbeek the nickname, the little ball of hate. So you learn something new every day. Uh, Verbeek was only five foot nine, 190 pounds, but he obviously played quite a bit bigger than that. And uh, I think definitely worthy of a spot on this team of the ultimate uh, one and two year New York Ranger players. And we're going to now move to the second line, which actually might be better than the first, but obviously that's a little bit of a good problem to have because it means our top six are going to be loaded for this roster that we're putting together here. So uh, yeah, at center, we're going to go with Pat LaFontaine. He was only with the Rangers for one year in 1997, 1998. That also turned out to be the final season of his NHL career. Might have been able to keep going a little bit longer than that, but obviously had some uh, concussion issues and decided to hang up the skates after his uh, lone season with the New York Rangers there in 97, 98. But for anybody who... You know, might be a little bit of a younger listener, not necessarily all that familiar with Pat LaFontaine. Uh, he started with the Islanders, played for a number of seasons there, went to the Buffalo Sabres, played for a number of seasons there, and then once again finished with the Rangers his uh, final season in the NHL. But he was really good even at the end of his career that year and even after all the concussions. Uh, 67 games with the New York Rangers, scored 23 goals, dished out 39 assists. So nearly a point-per-game player even at the very tail end of his career. And... You know, something that I established at the top of the show here today, a ground rule, if you will, was that for the most part, putting together this roster, these guys are going to be judged based on what they did with the New York Rangers. Uh, at least that'll be weighed quite a bit he more heavily than what they did in other stops in their career. But LaFontaine is the one guy that's a little bit of an exception to this rule because he put together basically, you know, a Hall of Fame career and other stops in his, uh, in his NHL tenure. And so... You know, by the time he came to the Rangers, was he the same player? No, but he was still a darn good player. And so I think you have to take into consideration a little bit of what he did uh, with his other stops before 
the uh, his final stop with the New York Rangers. And one season that I have to call attention to here, absolutely must mention this because just ridiculous video game numbers. But I'm going to take you guys back to the 1992-1993 season. LaFontaine was with the Buffalo Sabres at the time. And in that season, he skated in 84 games and scored 53 goals and had 95 assists. So a total of 148 points in 84 games. And forget about a point-per-game player. You had an assist-per-game player. You didn't even have to take goals into consideration, and LaFontaine was already above a point per game. So just an absolutely ridiculous season. And as I already uh, mentioned briefly, uh, he had to retire because of concussions at the end of his only season with the New York Rangers. And honestly, it's probably surprising he lasted as long as he did because uh, by all accounts, he suffered uh, a number of concussions throughout his career. Uh, but just a good guy. And as far as putting this team together, somebody who I think would be good in the locker room. Uh, he was a veteran by the time he came to the Rangers, so he kind of lead the way for some of the younger guys. Uh, but he won the Bill Masterson Trophy. That goes to the player that best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. He was also included on NHL's 100 Greatest Players list. They put that out uh, just four years ago in 2017. It's funny because they didn't actually rank the players. They just presented the top 100 players ever, but LaFontaine made the cut there. And one other fun fact here for LaFontaine. I didn't plan on doing all these fun facts, but we actually have a couple of them. They just keep popping up. LaFontaine, one of just five players in NHL history to skate for all three teams that are based in New York, the Islanders, Sabres, and Rangers in that order for LaFontaine. For anyone wondering who the other four were, you had Mike Donnelly, Jason Daw, Marty Biron, and Taylor Pyatt. But LaFontaine is the only one who skated for all three New York teams and only those three New York teams. And he actually made a joke about it one time. He said, I think I'm the only player in history who has been traded twice and hasn't had to change his license plate. So obviously he has a pretty good sense of humor about the whole thing. And we're going to get into the entire second line in just a second here as well. Uh, but first, just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. You know what my favorite is? It's Mint Brownie. I mean, brownies are awesome to begin with, and you put a healthy spin on it, and you can sign me up all day. But if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From basketball to football to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. 
Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and so we're basically just going to keep this thing rolling here. We're going to move on to the second line here. And there's a case to be made that this second line might be even better than the first line. But as I mentioned a minute ago, that's a good problem to have. I think our top six is just absolutely loaded here. But yeah, so we, we already did Pat LaFontaine. Obviously, he's going to be uh, the center for the second line. And we are also going to go to the left wing, and it's going to be Luke Robitaille. Now, if you look at the total body of work here, uh, Robitaille is one of the best players on this roster that we're putting together. He is on the NHL's 100 greatest ever players list that was compiled in 2017 as a way for the league to celebrate its 100th anniversary. As I mentioned a second ago, they didn't actually rank the players, which is weird, but he was at least on there. He was good in the two years that he spent with the Rangers, but it would probably be fair game to say that he wasn't as good as expected because uh, his first season with the Rangers, 1995-96, he had 69 points in 77 games, and then just 48 points in 69 games in 1996-1997. And, you know, this is someone who just two years before coming to the Rangers had 86 points in 83 games with the Los Angeles Kings. The year before that, it was 125 points in 84 games. The year before that, it was 107 points in 80 games. And it basically goes on and on like this. Luke Robitaille put up far better numbers in other stops in his career, both before and after joining the New York Rangers. So you have someone here who was putting together a Hall of Fame resume and just did not stay at that level for whatever reason when he was with the New York Rangers. This is somebody who was at or near, not, not at the top of the points totals in any season. I don't think he ever led the NHL in points, but he was always near the top. He was always in the mix as far as points in every given season that went by. And he comes to the Rangers, and he's just a good player. Nothing really special, just kind of solid. He was all right, but not a superstar. And again, he even had better seasons when he left the Rangers. He went back to the Kings. He went to Detroit for two years, won a Stanley Cup there, and then had a third and final stint with the Kings for another two years after that. And uh, I had to include Robitaille on the list, though, because he put up good numbers with the Rangers, and he put up huge numbers pretty much everywhere else that he went. And we're going to continue moving here. We got Steve Larmer. He's going to be our right winger on the second line. You think Steve Larmer? You think 1994 Stanley Cup champions? Because uh, Larmer was somebody who came to the Rangers at the beginning of the 1993-1994 season. And he was brought in with the idea of, let's make this team tougher. Let's make this team nastier. Let's make this team more difficult to play against. More things stay, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? I mean, that's kind of what we've been hearing this entire offseason as well. Uh, originally, I was thinking about putting Steve Larmer on the fourth line for this team. He's kind of the grizzled vet in the room, the guy that, you know, was just going to make life difficult for the opposition. But when I dug into this a little bit deeper, I realized that Larmer actually ended up scoring quite a few more uh, points and contributing a little bit more offensively than I initially would have anticipated. He was actually a pretty good goal scorer for this team. And if you look at what he did with the Rangers, uh, 68 games in 93-94, that was, of course, the cup season, 21 goals and 39 assists. He also had an extra nine goals and seven assists in, in 21 playoff games. And then his final season with the Rangers, and in fact, the final season of his NHL career, came the following season, 1994-1995, uh, 47 games, 14 goals, 15 assists. And then in 10 playoff games, two goals and two assists. But somebody who, you know, just one of those glue guys, one of those guys that held the team together, somebody that I think Ranger fans, despite the fact that he was only here for two years, uh, hold in pretty high regard simply because he helped the Rangers break the curse, the 54-year curse. And he was a really, really solid player while doing that. And so, yeah, let's let's give props to, uh, to Steve Larmer for that. And I think he definitely uh, deserves a spot on this team. So, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as this ultimate... 
uh, Ranger team of one and two year Rangers. Obviously, we will get to the bottom six in a future episode, but I didn't want to overload today's episode. And I think, like I said, I think we got a pretty good roster that we're putting together here. And uh, can't wait to unveil the other six forwards who will make this team. Uh, but to close out today's episode here, the only other thing that I really wanted to mention is that we have the second year of our Locked On New York Rangers fantasy hockey season forthcoming. And I've heard from a lot of you that played last season. If you have emailed me or DM me on Twitter, then rest easy because your spot is secure if you played last season. And at this point, even people that didn't play last season, I was kind of holding everybody's spot in line. But anybody that's reached out to me by now, you're in as well. Uh, by my count, it looks like we've got 19 players uh, ready to go this season. I'm going to do a little bit of a roll call here just so everybody knows uh, who's in and you can hear your name and make sure you're accounted for. If you do not hear your name here, please get in touch with me as soon as possible. And the other thing I want to mention before I run through the list here, you got to reach out to me on your own if you want to be in this league. You can't. I, I don't want to hear that, uh, well, you know, my neighbor wants to play or my brother wants to play or can you save a spot for my dog? It doesn't work that way. You got to reach out to me directly. Uh, you can either email me or DM me on Twitter. I will see it and I will save your place in the league. Uh, but there's no saving spots for anybody. I got to hear from the individual, him or herself. And so without any further ado, this is the roll call as far as people playing in the league this season. These are the people that are back from this previous season. And I'll do first names and last Name first initial. So we've got Noel V. We've got Andy K. We've got Dan D. We've got Dan S. We've got Eddie N. We've got Vadim. I'm sorry, I don't know your last name. Uh, but we've also got Mark I. We've got John J. We've got William J. Uh, we've got, and again, I don't know this individual's name. I only know his Twitter handle, but it's at Dunord13. He will be back as well. Uh, we've got myself returning from last season. And then as far as new players, we've got Travis M., We've got Ben F, we've got Ryan S, Ben W, Dylan D, Corey S, Pascal P, and Justin G. So by my count, we've got 19, and I'm pretty sure Yahoo, the maximum amount of players that they allow into a fantasy league is 20. So assuming all these people are going to play and, and stick to their guns and get into the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League this year, that means that we only have one spot left open. So if you want to claim it, I suggest you drop what you're doing right now and immediately get in touch with me and you can be the 20th and final player in the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch, in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.